Two weeks to go. Yeah, it seems like it's been going on forever, but two weeks from now, it will all be over. Maybe. Of course, we now know that they could still be waiting for votes to come in in Pennsylvania for up to three days after Election Day, thanks to the Supreme Court. And most of the polls uh, still say Joe Biden is going to win. Of course, most of them said uh, Mrs. Clinton was going to win in 2016. So those polls are meaningless at this point and could be uh, rendered even more meaningless uh, in, in a couple of weeks. Now, you can find several polls that will tell you that Donald Trump is going to win and win big, but who are you going to believe? Well, I don't know about you, but um, I'm going with a gut feeling, and it's a gut feeling that I have because of how far off the polls were four years ago. Um, I just can't see very many people who voted for Trump in 2016 uh, deciding two weeks from now that Joe Biden would be a better choice. What have they? What's happened for the people who voted for him in 2016 to make them uh, less likely to vote for him again? I actually think it'll be the opposite because uh, Donald Trump doesn't have to be, you know, imagined as president of the United States anymore. That was hard for a lot of people to do four years ago when he was still the Donald and known mostly for being a really rich guy and a reality TV star. And he was not acting much like a politician and seemed kind of crazy out there with all the things he was saying and not just not like a traditional presidential candidate. But uh, that's not there anymore. He was he's been president and lots of never Trumpers have come out lately and said that they couldn't vote for him in 2016, but can't imagine not voting for him right now. And I think it's become pretty obvious that he's going to do better with black voters this time than he did four years ago. The polls show it. Uh, just uh, just looking at some of the things that you see happening around the country, the people coming out supporting him, uh, I just think it's going to go up. And, and he really doesn't have to do that much better with black voters to win even bigger this time. Uh, my favorite poll, though, is still the Helmut Norpoth poll. He's the professor at uh, Stony Brook University in New York, and his model isn't all that compl complicated. It's, it's simply uh, based on which of the two candidates got the most votes in their primary. Well, Donald Trump got 94% of Republican votes, and that blows Joe Biden away. And that model has predicted 25 of the last 27 presidential elections correctly, the only two that were missed were 2000 and 1960. So I'm, I'm hanging my hat on uh, the helmet uh, poll, the helmet Norpoth poll, but I guess I'm hanging my helmet on it. Anyway, everybody knows what happened in 2000. That's one of the two he missed. 500 votes in Florida decided that one. And 1960 was almost as close, and that one was stolen from Richard Nixon by John F. Kennedy by having lots of dead people vote in uh, Cook County, Illinois, uh, courtesy of the mob, that's pretty much what I that's what I've been come to believe anyway. And Helmut is predicting that's Helmut, H E L M U T, is predicting a Trump Electoral College landslide. Uh, and um, he predicted Trump four years ago. But who knows? With all the mail-in voting, we could be in for a nightmare. And uh, I'll be talking to an expert on that issue in our second half hour. But coming up after the break, I'm going to talk to the press tech secretary for the Trump campaign, a guy who's been on TV a lot lately, speaking for President Trump, Hogan Gidley. He'll be here uh, and talking about that and the debate coming up on Thursday and some other stuff. We'll do that in just a minute. Stick around. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. This is John Steigerwald. 
When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters and downspouts, siding, and, of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for free repair or replacement. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. From a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. What happened to Carter Page should never happen to another American again. Page was a model citizen, a Naval Academy graduate, a successful businessman, and a cooperative source for U.S. intelligence services. But when Page became a supporter of Donald Trump, the FBI targeted him, spied on him, and persecuted him in a phony investigation. Now Carter Page is telling his story. In his compelling new book, Abuse and Power, Carter Page gives us the shocking details of being targeted by the Obama Administration Justice Department, how he was kept under surveillance, and then finally vindicated. Abuse and Power by Carter Page is the story of a private citizen caught up in a politically motivated spying operation intended to frame him. The Democratic Party, the mainstream media, and their allies in the Justice Department and intelligence services lied and perverted justice in order to destroy a duly elected president. Abuse and Power, How an Innocent American Was Framed in an Attempted Coup Against the President, is the new book by Carter Page. Available now at Amazon and wherever books are sold. Still paying outrageous premiums for your health insurance, or maybe you settled with a ministry plan, some short-term medical or limited benefit plan that lacks the coverage you need? This is John Stagerwald from my friends at Marley Financial. And every agency offers the same stuff, well, except Marley Financial. Marley Financial now offers a unique ACA clone that looks, feels, and most importantly, acts just like a Blue Cross plan. In fact, it's even better. You can go to any hospital or facility anywhere in the country. They'll actually waive your deductible for inpatient and surgery. Does your plan do that? Plus, they can customize your plan to reduce your costs for the rest of your life. Contact Marley Financial today, 724-884-1496. You don't have to wait until open enrollment, 724-884-1496, or visit MarleyFG.com. Nobody does health insurance like Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the marketplace. 724-884-1496 at MarleyFG.com. I'm United States Surgeon General Jerome Adams, America's doctor. And all across our nation, we've taken steps together to slow the spread of coronavirus. Now we must continue to take personal responsibility to protect ourselves and our loved ones. Because even though not all of us risk a severe case of coronavirus, we all risk getting it and spreading it to others, maybe without even realizing that we're sick. So if we want to get back to school, back to work, back to worship, and back to overall health, there are things our country needs to do. We need to follow state and local guidelines, take extra precautions if at higher risk, wash our hands frequently, stay six feet from others when we can, and when we can't stay six feet from others, please, I'm begging you, wear a face covering. These small actions will make a big difference. So I'm asking you to say it with me, America. Coronavirus stops with me. You can learn more at coronavirus.gov. Produced by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services at taxpayer expense. 
Here are the facts. Your business needs leads and sales. There are potential customers online right now looking for what you do. Will they find you or your competitor? You need Salem Surround. Having to do your own digital marketing while trying to manage your business, well, there's just not enough time in the day. You need Salem Surround. You're doing all you can to market your business, but are you sure you have the right strategy or seeing a great return on investment? You need Salem Surround. The marketing team here at Salem Surround is ready to help your business now. We'll design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies, using everything in our toolkit to work for you. Digital, audio, mobile, even audience-engaging contests and promotions. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Hey, here's a common question. What are you going to do with your life? What's next? For high school students, graduates, and working adults ready to learn new skills to start a new career or enhance their career, there's Salem Career Hub. Online at SalemCareerHub.com. Prepare for the next step in your education. Get connected with top-ranked online schools and leading skills-based short-term training programs like full-stack software development from the co-founder of Apple, Steve Wozniak, to online XR programs, teaching hands-on vocational courses for HVAC, welding, plumbing, facilities management, electricians, solar, and more, all at a special reduced Salem Career Hub price. Better your life through education. Our team of education professionals are available to help you Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. Central Time. Just call 866-711-6275, 866-711-6275, or visit 24-7 SalemCareerHub.com. Charlie Kirk sees a bright future ahead. What is a judge? A judge is there to interpret the laws, to analyze whether or not the laws are constitutional whether or not you have gone outside of the parameters set forth in the framework of the U.S. Constitution. And now today, for the first time in my lifetime and the lifetime of anybody listening, you have a chance to swing the courts back to a constitutional majority. The Charlie Kirk Show, afternoons at 2, right before Sebastian Gorka at 3 on AM 1250. The answer. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show. On AM 1250, The Answer. Two weeks and a little less than three hours from now, uh, it'll be over in Pennsylvania. Polls close at 8 o'clock on November 3rd. Uh, But what are the uh, chances it'll actually be over? A ruling from the Supreme Court, or I guess a non-ruling, may mean that it uh, drags on for at least a few days after that. President Trump is holding a rally in Erie tonight. Pennsylvania is still obviously uh, very important. And Hogan Gidley is the press secretary for the Trump 2020 campaign. He joins us now. Hogan, good to have you on again. Thank you. Oh, thanks so much for the time. I always appreciate it. So so what does the uh, Supreme Court's, I guess, I don't know, I guess it's not a ruling yesterday. It was a tie vote uh, the other day. And uh, so the, the, the law stands with uh, being able to wait three days. So what does that have you, uh, what does that uh, do for your preparation for Election Day in Pennsylvania? Are you looking for trouble now? Uh, how so? Well, because the the votes are going to come in uh, three days late. You're not going to know oh, who the yeah, winner is. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, I got you. It, look, a lot of these states are just trying to get votes in by Easter, it seems like, at this point, um, yeah. the way they're just going past the, the, the date. Some of the Democrats, you know, who accuse Republicans of doing things they themselves are guilty of actually doing, 
Um, mm. You know, they said we're trying to move the day of the election, but it's Democrats suing in all these states to allow votes to come in way past election time. Now, in Pennsylvania, for example, um, I know there was much made about the fact of, of moving the date, but, but one of the things that we did win on, for example, was not having ballot harvesters, which is a really big victory for, for free and fair elections, not having naked ballots. And, and contrary to popular belief, those aren't ballots, uh, ballots cast by Jeffrey Tubin. Those are ballots that don't have the proper envelope uh, on them. So there are things like that that we actually succeeded on. So um, that's, that's, that's pretty good news for us. I think so. So the combination—if you hadn't gotten that uh, part of it out of the way—the combination of ballot harvesting and the three days would have been a nightmare. Yeah, yeah that'd have been very difficult because Democrats have already decided they're going to try and count a lot of these votes after election day, do a lot mm-hmm. of things um, to try and get those votes in. Uh, you know, and, and the way the rule is set up, if that were to you know be successful in, in a lot of these states, which it is, you could literally wake up the next day and say, well. My person didn't win. I guess Joe Biden's down 100 votes. Let me go see if I can find 101 votes. And by their new state laws, you could do it, and it'd be legal. So that's mm-hmm. just insane. So we're trying to make sure that, that we, we prevent that as best we can. Uh, and uh, Joe Biden is still uh, hiding, but the president is in Erie tonight. Uh, and nobody can really remember a presidential candidate disappearing for four days, uh, two weeks before an election. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm sure you can say that some of this has to be debate prep, but how much of it do you think is just hiding from tough questions? Oh, look, he doesn't want to answer any questions at all about, um, uh, you know, what he knew regarding the contracts his son got from China and from Ukraine. He was tasked with building relationships with those two countries while he was vice president. And what do you know? His family members get millions and millions of dollars in contracts with both of those countries. We know that Ukraine is corrupt. We know that Burisma, the company that that, uh, Hunter Biden was on the board for, is corrupt. We know China is corrupt and communist. And the media don't even ask those questions. When they get a chance to see Joe Biden, when he does pop up out of the hiding hole, it's, hey, what kind of milkshake is that? What flavor are Mm -hmm. you drinking? That, I mean, that's the information that really is going to help the American people, you know, get their lives back. What kind of, <laughs> yeah. what kind of, what kind of milkshake is that? I mean, it's just insane. Well, you see, uh, being someone who's been in the stinking media all my life, uh, there's there's a lot involved in that question about the milkshake. Um, it shows what kind of relationship, friendly relationship the media have with Joe Biden. I don't think that anybody would, you know, I mean, sometimes obviously you're on the campaign and there's all that stuff going on. It's serious all the time. And there's nothing wrong with a question like that once in a while. But they, I don't think Donald Trump gets that question in the same situation because the media, they don't feel like they have that relationship with him, the friendly relationship. And so that, no, to me, it's, it tells what's, what's going on with the relationship between Biden and the media. Right. Well, the the relationship with any Republican has always been hostile. Let's go back and remember, while the media now tries to tell you how much they love John McCain, I mean, they called his rallies racist, reminiscent Mm -hmm. of the George Wallace South. Um, you know, it was it was it was Joe Biden who said milk toast Mitt Romney was going to put black people back in chains. So it doesn't matter who's at the top of the ticket. They always attack the Republican. Now, I'll say this. 
I've never seen in my life 95% negative coverage against a president. That's no. insanity. And they go after Donald Trump with reckless abandon. They print stories that aren't corroborated. They push out narratives that aren't true just to try and gain back power because what the president did so successfully uh, on his way to you know, improving the lives of all Americans, regardless of race, religion, color, or creed, is that he was able to cut through a lot of the media clutter and deliver messages directly to the American people without that mainstream media filter. And so thankfully, the American people know at least partially uh, the truth because Joe, Bi- uh, Joe Biden, uh, you know, he, he, he can't talk about what he's done for the last 47 years because he has a half century's worth of failure in elected office. But thankfully, the people know that Donald Trump has done more in 47 months than Joe Biden has done in 47 years, all because this president doesn't play by the same Washington, D.C. establishment rules. He's not a self-loathing Republican. He doesn't take, you know, take it on the chin from the media and say, well, I guess it was a rough day for us. He says, no, you're getting it. You're, you're going to get it as, as good, if not better, than you're giving it. And he does it every single time, and that's one of the reasons I think he's been so successful. And that's also why the media don't like him. Um, so they don't like people who don't don't go by the, the Washington rules. Uh, but but um, foreign policy is not one of the topics in the debate Thursday night. Are you expecting the moderator, another Democrat, by the way, uh, Kristen Welker, do you expect her to avoid questions about Hunter Biden's emails? I don't do you, do you know. I've, I've, known, I've known Kristen. I've known Kristen for a while. I don't know what she's going to do or what she would say. Um, you know, you would hope she'd bring it up because it is so significant. I mean, they tried to pretend as though Russia had some something over Donald Trump's head, which made it impossible for him to be president. That he was compromised somehow. Now mm-hmm. we know that's not true. They hauled up his kids to Congress and all of his kids with no evidence, no proof. Um, you know, they, they weathered the storm and it was it was brought to light that they had nothing to do with Russia. And the whole thing was a hoax. It was a scam. We actually have emails now. And by the way. The Biden campaign, after days and days and days and days of this being out, they've not said any of this is false. None of it. And the media carrying the water for the Biden campaign says, well, uh, it's been debunked. By who? No one's asked a question. It's not debunked. These are literally emails from Hunter Biden talking about how he has his dad was in on the joke the whole time. So Joe Biden has been lying to the American people, saying he knew nothing about these lucrative contracts, when in actuality he did. And that's going to be a serious problem as more and more Americans find this out. We are talking to Hogan Gidley. He's the press secretary for the Trump 2020 campaign. Hogan, do you have any uh, polling that tells you how much voters care about that, the, 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 the uh, Hunter Biden emails? I mean, because the media aren't, 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 as you said, aren't promoting it very much. Yeah, it's not that I have polling on that. What I do have polling on is that the American people despise corruption at the highest levels. Mm -hmm. And this reeks of corruption, of trafficking off of someone's name while in public office. And we know Hunter Biden rode with Joe Biden on Air Force Two, then all of a sudden got a contract. We know about the millions of dollars that Joe Biden's son received from the, from the, uh, the wife of the mayor of, of Moscow. We know these things now. And so, you know, one of the ways I remember in, in a class I had in college, uh, the professor used to say, when you lose, you lose elections by shocking the electorate, uh, the electorate, when you surprise them with something, you know, they didn't know, 
This is something I think a lot of people thought Joe Biden was 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 clean as the driven snow. We all knew that wasn't the case. But now the American people are starting to see, wait a minute. This guy's been lying to us. He knew about what his son was doing, using the the family name to make a lot of money. And look, uh, there's no question the Trump name carries a lot of weight, but that's in private business, not while you're in public office. And the Bidens have gotten to be multimillionaires off of the taxpayers. And I think that's a serious issue that the American people, once they learn more and more about it, it doesn't sit well with them. And I think it's going to make uh, it's going to make for a difficult day for Joe Biden on November 3rd. I got about a minute left, Hogan. Uh, We're two weeks from the election. How many undecideds do you think are still out there? And can you point to any one issue that you think is going to decide the election? Well, look, I think with two weeks to go. I think I think that um, uh, there are some undecideds out there. I think people are really looking to find out what these two men want to do with the future, um, and and you can look at what they are going to do by based on what they've done in the past. And and this president succeeded at every level for all Americans, and and. And, and, and he's rebuilding the economy again. He's already done it once. And his future is bright because it embraces America as a great nation. Democrats can't say that because they don't believe it. And Joe Biden and the Democrats have basically said America is inherently evil. We're the cause of the world's problems. And to, to top it all off, we're going to move the country socialist. I'm going to adopt a lot of socialist ideology, Green New Deals, open borders, getting rid of ICE, um, you know, defunding the police, all the things that they said that they're you know, getting rid of our energy sector for sure. I mean, banning fracking, for heaven's sakes, that would crush the jobs in Pennsylvania. It'd kill 10.5 million energy jobs uh, with the embrace of the Green New Deal. That's all serious things that would hurt our economy. And now we know with the $4 trillion tax increase that Joe Biden wants to put on the American people and raising taxes on corporations, guess what? That's a $6,000 loss for the median income over the next few years. And it's a 5 million job drain on our economy. But no one should be surprised. Joe Biden had the economy for eight years, and we saw 60,000 manufacturing plants close. We saw 850,000 jobs gone because of his embrace of a horrible trade deal like NAFTA. We saw three and a half million jobs go straight to China away from American workers because of Joe Biden. So I think these issues matter to people. And as you get closer and closer to the election, independents, Democrats, Republicans look around and go, wait a minute. I'm better off today than I was four years ago. And now, thanks to Gallup, we know a majority of Americans say yes. And one more point I'll make is this. Are there people listening to us right now who may or may not like every tweet? Sure. May or may not like everything the president says or the way he says it? Sure. But this president's style got us trade deals that actually benefited American workers. Joe Biden didn't do that. This president's style got us peace deals in the Middle East that made the world a safer place. It got our hostages home at a record rate. It defeated ISIS. It rebuilt the military. It got us tax cuts. It saw an economic boom with more jobs for African-American, Asian-American, Hispanic-American, and women than ever thought possible, breaking all kinds of records. So you can dislike a tweet here or there. You can dislike some of the things the president says. But his style is responsible for getting us into record-setting successes in record-setting time. And that's something Joe Biden just can't point to. Hey, Hogan, I'm out of time. I appreciate you being here. Thanks. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Okay, that's Hogan Gidley. Uh, He's the press secretary for the Trump 2020 campaign. When we come back, I'm going to have um, someone here to talk about the uh, 
What's happening in Pennsylvania? Uh, Hogan touched on it a little bit there, but the, uh, the with the non-ruling, I guess it was, by uh, the Supreme Court yesterday. I also want to talk to Zach Smith, who's going to be our next guest, about uh, whether uh, Republicans should even consider John Roberts a, a, a conservative anymore. He sure doesn't act like one much lately. We'll do that when, uh, when we come back. Uh, stick around. John Stoggerwald Show, AM 1250, The Answer. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The Trump campaign says the president will debate Joe Biden on Thursday. That's despite some concern about a rules change in which moderators will have mute buttons to keep the candidates from interrupting one another. It's a move the president says is designed to aid Biden in the debate. The U.S. Senate wasting no time now. It's on track to confirm Judge Amy Coney Barrett to the U.S. Supreme Court by next Monday. That includes a rare weekend session. Judge Barrett's confirmation would seal a 6-3 conservative majority on the court for years to come. NATO says it plans to create a new space center to help manage satellite communications and the alliance's military operations. The move all part of NATO's effort to keep ahead in a fast-moving high-tech sector, especially against adversaries like Russia and China. At the close on Wall Street, the Dow was up 113 points, and NASDAQ up by 37. More details at srnews.com. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For a free quote, call 800-523-3771. That's 800-523-3771. 800-523-3771. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. The final presidential debate is sure to be loaded with intensity. Can President Trump stay on message to convince the American people for four more years? Will Joe Biden answer questions regarding his latest scandal? And will either one of them get to speak uninterrupted? This one's for all the marbles. Join us for the final presidential debate. Thursday. Live from Nashville. Don't miss the final 2020 presidential debate here on AM 1250, The Answer, and theanswerpgh.com. Spending more time inside? J&D Waterproofing can help you breathe a little easier. Protect your family, friends, and pets from mold, dampness, and other unhealthy elements. For over 80 years, J&D has been making Pittsburgh basements very dry and improving indoor air quality with solutions like the Easy Breathe System. Eliminate unhealthy mold and allergy-causing moisture without filters or reservoirs while using less energy than a 40-watt light bulb. 
Call 1-800-VERY-DRY or visit jdwaterproofing.com. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. Order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only $19.95 to see if it will work for you too. Call 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com. This is Joe. Joe thinks he's seen it all. Golden crusted pork chop? Seen it. Cat with a dog tattoo? Seen it. But when it comes to identity theft, Joe only monitors his credit and bank statements, so he may not see threats like new loans in his name or his info for sale on the dark web. Didn't see that coming. LifeLock helps detect and works to fix identity theft. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions, but LifeLock spots threats you may not. Oh, now I see what you mean. Save 25% off your first year with promo code SMART at LifeLock.com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer Mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Plenty of congestion out there. Outbound on the Parkway East looks like about a six-minute backup. Bates Street to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. On the inbound side, it's also heavy around the tunnel. And Grant Street to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Parkway West uh, looks like a few extra minutes getting outbound Parkway Center Drive up to Carnegie. East Pittsburgh down to one lane on 30 with construction between Westinghouse Bridge and Lenox Avenue. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. Tonight, mainly cloudy, low 57. Warmer tomorrow with clouds and breaks of sun. A shower in places in the afternoon, high 75. Partly cloudy tomorrow night, low 57. Thursday, very warm with a mix of clouds and sunshine, high 77. Friday, partly sunny, remaining warm, high Friday, 76. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. The John Steigerwald Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, if you were hoping to know who won the election when you go to bed two weeks from tonight, uh, the Supreme Court didn't do you any favors, I don't think. It didn't overturn a Pennsylvania law that will allow votes to be counted up until three days after the election. And it's probably going to be close in Pennsylvania. Zach Smith is a legal fellow in the Mies Center for Legal and Judicial Studies at the Heritage Foundation. He's also a former assistant federal prosecutor for the Northern District of Florida, and he joins us now. Thanks for coming on again, Zach. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me on, John. Good to be with you. So, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. Should conservatives uh, stop being surprised when John Roberts votes with the liberals, which he did yesterday or whatever day it was, was it yesterday, to cause a 4-4 tie? Right, and it was a very disappointing decision. You know, the four conservative members of the court, uh, Thomas, Kavanaugh, Gorsuch, and Alito, all would have voted for the Supreme Court to take up that case. And I think this really highlights in some ways why it's so important to have a full complement of nine justices on the court. Uh, But because it was a 4-4 split, uh, the Pennsylvania ruling stays in place for now. But um, uh, do you think the the big push for mail-in voting is the Democrats being up to mischief, or or do you think it, it can be justified in some places? Look, I think the push for universal mail-in voting is fraught with peril. 
you know, we already have heard a lot of anecdotal stories of people receiving multiple ballots, uh, people receiving ballots for dead relatives, for people who haven't lived at their address in many, many years. And when you compound that with the fact in places uh, like Pennsylvania now, uh, where those ballots, you know, can be received up to three days after the election, you know, I think it creates a lot of chaos, a lot of uncertainty, and it's very troubling that if in the, you know, on election night, if it's close and we don't know who who yet has won the election, you know, that we may have to wait even longer to find out. So um, how likely does this make it that we won't know who won uh, in Pennsylvania on election night, do you think? It's hard to say. You know, I think a lot will depend on the volume of mail-in ballots that are received. Uh, but again, in Pennsylvania and other places in the country, you know, there are concerns about the Postal Service being able to process the increased volume of mail, concerns about election officials being able to process the increased number of uh, mail-in ballots. And of course, mail-in ballots are more susceptible to fraud. And even if it's not fraud, uh, mail-in ballots have a higher rejection rate than in-person ballots, uh, simply because if there's an issue with an in-person ballot, uh, those can often be fixed on the spot before the ballot is cast. With mail-in ballots, uh, really the only remedy is for election officials to reject uh, a problematic ballot. What's the history of uh, mail-in voting? Because, uh, I mean... Uh, we now can have mail delivered pretty quickly, but there was a time when it took a long time to, to take a letter from one place to, uh, to another 10 miles away, uh, you know, or 20 miles well, I, away or 50 miles away. Sure. Well, I think it's important to draw a distinction between traditional absentee voting and universal mail-in voting. Absentee voting is where, you know, I have to go to my supervisor of elections office or, you know, go online and fill out a form and specifically request for them to send me a ballot. Universal mail-in voting is where election officials are going to send a ballot to everybody on the voter rolls. And unfortunately, as we've seen, the voter rolls aren't always accurate, are often outdated. And so, again, this leads to an issue of where there are a lot of extra ballots floating around out there. And so, you know, the ability for mischief uh, is much higher in those situations. And it does create logistical problems in terms of uh, getting the ballots back in a timely fashion. And then more importantly, for election officials to be able to process those mail-in ballots uh, because, you know, they're used to diverting the bulk of their resources to those in-person uh, election procedures uh, instead of these mail-in uh, ballots. You wrote about an issue in Florida that might cause some questions about the results there. We've been through that before down in Florida. That seems like a, after every election we, we go through something. It is. Unfortunately, you know, like Pennsylvania, Florida is also uh, a closed state in, in many of these presidential elections. And what happened in Florida, essentially shortly before the voter registration deadline was set to close, uh, the website crashed. And so what Florida officials did in that case, they extended it for a day, uh, to give people, you know, additional time to go in and register. Uh, but that wasn't enough for, for some groups, and so they filed a federal lawsuit. And so while the federal judge uh, did, I think, reach the right result, he cited the Florida officials, you know, he used a lot of very strong language, uh, you know, basically castigating Florida officials, uh, saying, you know, Florida can be the home of man going to the moon, but they can't figure out how to run an election. Well, the fact is, you know, uh, Florida election officials are, are you know, they, they took appropriate steps to remedy the situation. And so it looks like at this point things are, are set to move forward 
for Election Day in Florida. Well, is, is Florida incapable of, uh, as, as the judge said, incapable of, uh, of putting on an election, uh, or is it, uh, is it willful? Is it, is it that they just <laughs> like the confusion? Well, you know, I, I don't think anybody likes the election confusion, and certainly the goal is to reduce it as much as possible. But, you know, I think there's really a broader principle here at play. You know, we've seen it in lawsuits uh, filed in Alabama. We've seen it filed up in the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals. We've seen it in Ohio, lawsuits filed there. There's really kind of a, a consensus coming about that federal courts should not step in and interfere with uh, elections at the last minute because it creates administrative problems for state and local election officials. And more importantly, it creates uncertainty with voters as to what you know will be required of them on Election Day. And so I think we're starting to see that uh, the Supreme Court, in many instances, is kind of uh, sending that message down uh, that you know federal courts should not step in and radically change election procedures at the last minute. And with the kind of the slate of recent lawsuits that have been brought, I think we're seeing more and more courts starting to take that guidance from the Supreme Court and applying that principle uh, to the cases before them. Well, 2000 was a biggie, and, and the Republicans ended up winning that uh, court battle. But uh, how often when we – that's why I'm asking if it's willful. Not so much that they like confusion, but they don't mind it if it means that they can manipulate it the way they want. And I'm talking about the Democrats because I don't know – I don't have the numbers in front of me, and I haven't researched it, but it just seems to me that when there are battles that end up going to court, it seems like it's the Democrats who end up winning all the time. They always find the extra Democrat votes in somebody's trunk of somebody's car, like I think they did in Al Franken's <laughs> election in Minnesota a few years back. Well, you know, I think there are instances where both Republicans and Democrats have unfortunately, you know, committed uh, election fraud. But I think what we really want to be sure is that everybody's vote counts. You know, if you go cast your ballot, you want to be sure uh, that it's received, that it's counted and that, you know, there's integrity in the process. Because, you know, not only, uh, you know, is it can it have the potential to sway an election when somebody casts a fraudulent vote? But really what that's doing is diluting the votes of all the legitimate voters in that jurisdiction as well. And so, again, I think there are certain safeguards that can be put in place. You know, if you're able to go vote in person, that's certainly a great step to take to be sure that your vote is received, that it's counted, that any issues with the ballot or, or the voting procedures can be remedied there in real time. Uh, and so I think, you know, everybody wants to see an election uh, process that, you know, is fair, that the integrity is intact. And so I, I really think that's uh, what's driving a lot of this push to, to you know, be sure uh, that, you know, if you're able to vote in person, you know, you do so. I'm talking to Zach Smith. He's a legal fellow at the uh, uh, for legal and ju judicial studies at the Heritage Foundation. Um so uh, since each state does have its own election, I mean, um, and, and the Democrats always seem to be pushing for uh, one size fits all solutions and, and they want the federal government to be doing everything. Um, what, what about the push to just eliminate the states from this and make it a federal election? And the, I mean, I, can, I think that could actually uh, bolster their argument to eliminate the Electoral College because there's so much. There's so much confusion with each state. Let's just have a federal election. All the rules are the same, and 
We'll just count all the votes, and whoever gets the most wins. Well, that would be unconstitutional. Well, no, <laughs> I'm sorry, but, the, yeah, but, right, but are they pushing no, I, for that? Well, it certainly seems to be, you know, the litigation strategy certainly seems to be to try to federalize a lot of these issues, uh, you know, bring these disputes to federal court, try to make a constitutional issue out of a lot of these election disputes. And again, what I think we're seeing from federal courts across the country with, with guidance from the Supreme Court is that federal courts shouldn't uh, step in at the last minute and a recognition that the Constitution does provide state legislatures uh, with broad authority to set the parameters of their uh, elections and the election procedures. And so just like you were saying, you know, I, I think there there has been a push to try to federalize, constitutionalize a lot of these elect, uh, election-related disputes. And again, the Electoral College, you know, I'm sure that will certainly be an issue that comes up uh, with this election and afterwards, as, you know, depending on what the outcome is. Uh, but again, you know, uh, my colleagues at Heritage have written uh, a great booklet on the Electoral College explaining why it's in important how it ensures that everyone across the nation has their voice heard. Uh, and so I would definitely encourage you and your listeners to, if they get a chance, go to heritage.org and check out uh, my college's work on the Electoral College. Um, and uh, as uh, if I want to get to something else here real quick, since you are a, a legal sure. and judicial uh, guy, uh, any chance of uh, Amy Bar- uh, Coney Barrett not being confirmed and voted in before the election? Could you see them being able to do well, anything to prevent that? Well, it's 2020, so I'm hesitant to make uh, <laughs> too many predictions. Uh, but, you know, things are looking very good. It looks like right now uh, Judge Barrett has the votes to become Justice Barrett. And I think, you know, frankly, Donald Trump, Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, they all deserve a lot of credit for prioritizing uh, nominating Judge Barrett and getting her through the confirmation process uh, quickly and efficiently. And, you know, really, we saw, uh, we heard initially some rattlings about attacks on Judge Barrett, her family, her character. But fortunately, those really didn't go anywhere. And I think she deserves a lot of credit for uh, really a superb performance at her confirmation hearings. And I, meant, I asked you this at the beginning here about, about John Roberts uh, and uh, the fact that, and we're talking about the fact that this election could be still up in the air, you know, sometime after the polls close. Um, it, it's kind of hard to criticize the Republicans for making sure that judge uh, that that there were nine people on the court, isn't it? Uh, with with you know with the is. election coming up, it is because just like we saw in this uh, ruling with this Pennsylvania election related dispute, whenever there's a tie at the Supreme Court, a four four split, the lower court's ruling remains in place, and there's really no nationwide guidance given by the Supreme Court. Whereas if there's a full complement of nine justices on the court, uh, the Supreme Court can weigh in, make a definitive ruling on an issue, and really provide guidance to courts across the country. And so I do think it's very important that there's a full complement of nine justices on the court, especially uh, if it's going to be asked to resolve potentially any election-related disputes. And getting back to John Roberts, um, he's showing himself to not be a, uh, a dependable conservative. Um, do you think he's become less conservative since he was appointed, or was he not as conservative as George uh, W. Bush thought he was when he uh, nominated him? 
Well, you know, it's hard to say. That's kind of a, a chicken and the egg type question. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, but I can I can certainly say, you know, his votes have become less conservative over time. You know, and there's some speculation he's seeking to preserve, you know, what he views as the legitimacy of the institution. He's voting to try to make it seem apolitical, which I submit, you know, is actually uh, politicizing uh, the Supreme Court unnecessarily. Uh, but hopefully, you know, once uh, Judge Barrett gets confirmed, uh, gets on the court, uh, we will see, you know, kind of a majority of constitutionally committed conservative judges who understand that their role is to interpret the text of the Constitution, the text of the laws as they're written, and not to act as kind of super legislators imposing their policy preferences uh, on the nation as a whole. Well, is it too much to ask judges just to do that? I mean, uh, if Roberts is uh, going <laughs> to no. go along to get along, it's 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 just you didn't you wouldn't expect that, especially from the guy who was uh, appointed to be the chief justice. Well, you know, I appreciate uh, Amy Coney Barrett several points during her confirmation hearing when the senators would ask her. And, you know, the confirmation hearings are really just political theater more than anything. Yeah. Uh, but they would ask her to opine on these policy decisions, and she just told them a uh, point blank, you know. That's your job to decide that issue, not mine. Your job is to make the policy decisions. Mine is to interpret the law. And I think that's absolutely right. And frankly, I think more judges around the country need to hear that and understand it. I got the last question for you, Zach, and it's a, it's a, it's probably not a fair one, but uh, you've been looking into, uh, along with Hans von Spakovsky, he's been looking into, you know, what's been going on with uh, the voting issues in various states. Uh, will we know who the uh, winner is uh, two weeks from now at, say, midnight? Well, I certainly hope so, like I think we all do. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, if there is an increase in mail-in uh, ballots, if the you know receipt deadline for a lot of these mail-in ballots is extended or allowed to be extended by several days or even a week in some cases, you know, there's a very real possibility that we may not know uh, on election night or even within a few days after that uh, of who the winner is. So, again, you know, certainly hoping that doesn't happen. But, again, with the increase in mail-in voting, the extent, uh, you know, extending of election deadlines, uh, it's certainly a very real possibility. Boy, and boy, will that be ugly. But, uh, you know, it's 2020, as you yeah. said, so that uh, you should probably count on it. I appreciate you coming on, Zach. Thanks a lot. Sure. Thanks for having me on. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Yep. See ya. That's Zach Smith uh, from the Heritage Foundation. We'll be right back. Parents, let's be honest. Many high school and college-age kids seem to have little direction these days. That might be true for your son or daughter. They spend a lot of time gaming, hanging with friends, but nothing seems to lead them on a path to adulthood. You may want them to go to a four-year university, but nah, their grades just don't warrant it. Their lack of passion and direction makes you wonder if a four-year university would even be a wise investment. Here's a better route to consider. The Full Stack Software Development Program from Steve Wozniak. Available through SalemCareerHub.com. They'll learn real-life work skills that are marketable and in high demand right now. And at SalemCareerHub.com, you can sign up for these courses at 50% off their regular price. Talk it over with your kids and get them out of the basement. They're probably as anxious as you are to move forward and just need a little push. The place to start? SalemCareerHub.com. You can also call 866-711-6275. 
866-711-6275 or SalemCareerHub.com. Hey, John Stoggerwald here. As you know, our friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help you get the best sleep of your life. And he didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow either. Mike created the new Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you will never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors, and Mike is making a special offer for my listeners. You will receive two for one, low price plus free shipping. Call 1-800-716-8087, use the promo code STAG, or go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code STAG. Finally, here's the inside story of how the deep state went after President Trump in a new book entitled Above the Law. This is Matt Whitaker, former acting United States Attorney General. My new book, Above the Law, is a first-hand account of how former FBI Chief James Comey and top officials in the Justice Department worked against President Trump. In my book, I explain how the double standards were applied to President Trump and his allies by the mainstream media to achieve its goals. And you'll learn how the Mueller investigation was able to produce a massive report for the purpose of political subversion, in spite of the fact there was no evidence of wrongdoing by the president or his campaign. I also include my thoughts on how we ensure that this never happens again to another president or American citizen. It was an honor of a lifetime to serve this administration. In my book, you'll read why I encourage everyone to say yes to the call of public service. Get an up-close and personal perspective on Obamagate from inside the Justice Department. Read Above the Law, the eye-opening new book by Matthew Whitaker, available at Amazon and wherever books are sold. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Well, I think uh, my favorite follow on Twitter is the Babylon B, and uh, you should check it out on Twitter: B A B Y L O N B E E, and uh, or you can go to the Babylon or just babylonb.com. But Facebook uh, is now demonetizing Babylon B, and this, you won't believe what, what it's for. Now, they came out with a. This is the kind of stuff they do. There's a it's an old joke from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And uh, they were talking about Senator Hirono from Milwaukee, uh, Milwaukee, from Hawaii. And it says, Senator Hirono demands ACB be weighed against a duck to see if she is a witch. Uh, Facebook said that that's inciting violence and that they are going to take their ability to make money on their site away because of that. And they, they said that they also wanted uh, the, the site to um, take it down and change it. And Seth Dillon, who's the, uh, who's the uh, uh, CEO... He told PJ Media that uh, they expected Facebook to reverse its actions once uh, an actual human being reviewed the article. We fully expected that once a real person reviewed the article, they'd see that it's just a rehashed Monty Python joke put out there by a satire site. It literally couldn't be more silly or harmless, but they stuck with their original ruling and want us to edit the article before they'll reinstate monetization on our page. Needless to say... We won't be doing that. I'd like to see them make money because I want to see them stay up there because they make me laugh every day. But, you know, this is a, this is the same uh, organization, uh, same site, Facebook, the same platform that allows Black Lives Matter uh, said, quote, we'll burn down this system if change doesn't happen. That's okay on Facebook. 
you can quote it, you can link it, but you can't rehash a Monty Python joke about burning a witch at the stake. That's what uh, Seth Dillon asked. And Facebook says uh, in their community standards that they take context into account when evaluating threats and incitements to violence. The evidence here suggests otherwise, he said. So uh, I don't know what this means for Babylon B. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, I don't know how else how they make money. It's got to be monetized somehow. But um, the the inconsistency from Facebook is just it's just mind numbing. It's it's mind boggling what they get away with. And uh, But, you know, that's Facebook. I guess everybody can just not go to Facebook if they don't like it. But uh, support the Babylon Bee at BabylonBee.com. And uh, I don't know how they can monetize it, but let's hope they can keep, keep in business because it's really funny. I'll talk to you tomorrow. See ya. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.